you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him because he abides in with you and he will be in you. I will not leave you orphaned. I am coming to you. In a little while, the world will no longer see me, but you will see me because I live you also will live. On that day, you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. They who have my commandments and keep them are those who love me, and those who love me will be loved by my Father, and I will love them and reveal myself to them. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus says in just a few words a compelling and amazing promise. I will not leave you orphaned. I will not leave you orphaned. What a promise. Now the word orphaned could be translated as helpless or alone or abandoned. There's lots of ways in our lives that we end up feeling orphaned. Maybe we haven't actually been orphaned, but we are left with that feeling sometimes. One person in manna when I asked, what does it mean to be orphaned, or what does that feel like, what does that look like, they said, to not have anyone to turn to. And that made me think about my mom on this Mother's Day, who every time I got in the car, I'd turn the, had the speed dial on the cell phone and put it on the speaker, of course, and call my mom up when I'd go on a call, 15-minute, 20-minute drive to the hospital. And for months and months and months, I'd get in the car and go to call her, right? We've all had that experience. Mom was always somebody that I could turn to. Well, to be orphaned, literally, of course, is to not have parents in some respects, but we all have that experience in one way or another. But maybe since it's Mother's Day, we'll give a quick little excursus here and celebrate moms. Um, what I always want to tell moms on Mother's Day, because typically on Mother's Day you get all these cards and wonderful things extolling how great moms are and all the great qualities and all of that's true, but I think a lot of moms end up just getting law on Mother's Day. I'm supposed to do all of that? And I know as I've listened to moms, they typically say, yeah, it's really great to be celebrated, but boy, I'm really cognizant on Mother's Day about all the ways I've missed the mark. So moms, Jesus loves you and forgives you all your sins. That's the best, the best gift we could give you.
disciples, of course, are worried because Jesus is talking a lot about going away. And they're, of course, disorientated. When you don't have that person you could always turn to, you are disorientated. And so they're getting disorientated. And Jesus knows they will be disorientated. But he wants them to know there's hope. And there will be a comforter. Even though he's going away, he's going to go away so the Holy Spirit can come. And that Spirit is called the paraclete, the helper, the advocate, the counselor. We'll talk about that next week when we look at Jesus' ascension. Did he really leave? Well, yes and no. No, Jesus gives us a promise that we will not be orphaned. But how is that so? Let's talk about that experience of feeling and being orphaned. Sometimes we are a part of a group and, or an institution, and that institution or that group changes or whatever happens and we get dislodged, disconnected from that group, estranged, and we end up feeling orphaned. That's not a good feeling. Sometimes that happens with the younger generations. You know, uh, you know you're, we're a part of one generation and we look at the, the younger generation and we feel orphaned because, man, they don't think the way we do. They don't have some of the values we do and we feel this disconnect and estrangement. I had the lovely experience just recently of listening to some millennials talk about how messed up Gen Z is. <laughs> I, it was just precious and I just... I was just so excited. <laughs> Sometimes when we see the depths of the brokenness of our world, we just barely, if we have the guts to watch the nightly news or open a newspaper, we feel estranged, we feel orphaned, we feel cut off. But of course, when we lose that person we could always count on and turn to, when we experience grief, that is a um, disorientating, leaving us orphaned kind of feeling. That's all a natural part of life, isn't it? But probably the biggest force that makes us feel orphaned is our own brokenness and our own sin. How so often we don't do the things we want to do and should do and do the things we shouldn't do and don't want to do, we are left feeling orphaned. Now, it's interesting. Paul, when he preaches in the, our first reading to the church in Athens, as he looks out at these Greek philosophers and people steeped in Greek mythology and philosophy, he notices a tribute and to the unknown God. And he says, listen, I want to tell you about that unknown God. You've been groping around in the dark looking for God. You have been orphaned. And out of a sense of being orphaned, we create this great pantheon of, of gods. 
but we don't want to leave anyone out, so we make up one called the unknown God. You know, and maybe some of you believe this, because maybe you came just to honor mom and you don't typically come or you don't, you don't really buy into all this Christianity stuff, that a lot of people believe that religion is simply made up to deal with us feeling like orphans. That we have this need in us and, and you know, when we look at our own mortality and so we, you know, human beings have made up all this stuff. That was what the Greeks kind of did. And usually we go like this. If there's a God, then why dot, dot, dot. But Paul stands before the Athenians, and I stand before you today. You who often feel orphaned, and I tell you, Christ is risen. That's what Paul pointed to. He pointed to the fact that this man, Jesus, died, was buried, and on the third day, he was gone. The tomb was empty, but then he appeared to all kinds of people, even 500 at one time. You could go and talk to them if you lived in Paul's day. Paul was not afraid of historical inquiry. In fact, he actually encouraged it. How do we know we're not orphaned? It's Easter, and we are coming to the end of the Easter season, but we never end that season. Every Sunday is Easter. That's why you need to be here, because you need to hear those words so that you know you are not orphaned. How is it that Jesus is going to give us that promise? Well, with the disciples, he was the promise. His bodily presence, they could touch him. They could hold him. He ate dinner with them. He gave them a meal, and he said, this is my body given for you. How do we have that? Because we don't have him bodily present in the way that Christ was bodily present with the disciples, but, or do we? Or do we? And now, the vehicle of him giving us this promise that we are not orphaned, that we have someone to turn to, that he's with us, that it's not just a made-up story, is the Word. His Word that the Holy Spirit uses. That is the vehicle of the Holy Spirit to put into our laps, to put into our ears the promise, you are not orphaned and God is with you, no matter what the circumstances around you say. A mom, Lisa Stevens, not our Lisa Stevens, but one in Woodland, Texas, um, says this about um, a period of time when she was pregnant. I was rushed to the emergency room with complications from my high-risk pregnancy. After weeks of mandated bed rest in the hospital, I found myself suffering from an unfamiliar sadness. One day, my nurse brought a surprise to my room, a newborn named James. James' mom, who also experienced a high-risk pregnancy, sent her precious, healthy son for me to hold. With this message, this is the reason you're here in the hospital 
Three decades later, Lisa says, my heart is still full of gratitude for baby James and his mom, and I am thankful for my own healthy son, Hunter. When I think about it, in the midst of our feeling orphaned, in the midst of our unfamiliar sadness, God has brought a babe to us to hold, and in the form of a promise, in a form of the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus, so that we can hold on to that promise and know that it is true. We are not orphaned. He is with us, and He will stick with us throughout every chapter of our lives. Believe and trust in this. Jesus says, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. Yes, well, what's His biggest commandment? Believe it. Trust it. Trust that I've, what I've put into your lap and put into your arms and put into your ears. I love that opening hymn. Not as orphans are we left in sorrow now. Alleluia. He is near us. Faith believes, nor questions how. But it is true. Thanks be to God. Amen.